Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Five, four, three, two, one. We are in again. Didn't even warn you. Didn't even warn you. That was, I, I was about to say, hey, can we be really quick tonight? You know, they're waiting on me for tea. Um, uh, but you're straight in, so that's, I, that's cool. I thought you were always quick, Ed. Well, you know, they don't come with a, they don't come with a two second wonder for no reason. <laughs> we got some, uh, I got some lovely voice messages from uh, our listener, Rosie, and she said, I couldn't believe how much of a tangent we went on. And I was like, I, I'd be honest, I was trying to recollect what she was talking about, and then I remembered the talk of budgies and bananas. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> we uh, we try our best. We try our best to be as professional as possible, as always. Yeah. When was that? Uh, you went last week, Johnny. You went here. Were you here? No, you went here. Johnny was here last week. Was Johnny here last week? Shit. Yeah. We were talking about the size of Shaq's penis, I believe, and it was we. Uh, <laughs> remember, we likened it to a budgie in a banana. Or his girlfriend, I should say. And the whole, like, Thor um, conversation as well that we had. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, men with tame women. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Who's, my, uh, my, my little girl's we... getting told off by, by mummy. Are you being cheeky? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Cake. There you go. There you go, Johnny. You think your pack lunch is bad? She's just going around screaming, "Cake, cake." Um. Anyway, sorry, listeners. Uh, <laughs> this this is a bedtime. It's what always happens at this time. Um. Ed. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh. What have I been up to? Um. I had my last game of the season yesterday for hockey. Did uh, you win? Sad times. No, um, we we can't seem to win away because we have a different team to when we're at home. When we're at home, we have a very good team. Um, when we are away, we have a a younger team, um, so we we never do quite as well. Uh, we quite often win at home. We don't win away, uh, annoyingly. But uh, hey ho! Um, so wrapped up a another season. Um, maintained our place in the league which is always good um yeah then what have i done today been to a horse show this morning and uh went to mow my nan's lawns she has many small lawns and uh we broke two lawnmowers doing it but uh we got 95 percent of them done till the uh, second mower broke uh with literally like one strip left to do so she has wonky lawns uh, there must be something to do with the weather because i mowed my lawn today did you was it your first cut of the year? Or? It was, yeah. It was my yeah. first. I'll be honest, it's probably my first cut in nearly two years because I, <laughs> I didn't mow, mow my lawn much last year because the heat wave basically killed it all. Well, true, yeah, yeah. Have you mowed your lawns today, Johnny? No, I've been no. out for a strut this morning up the mountain. Then I'd went out for Sunday lunch and then um, was Shelley's away for Mother's Day next week on, on a Hendu, which is going to be the shittest Hendu ever. Which year? Uh, Bluestone, and there's. Uh, Is it in Bluestone Brewery? No, it's in Bluestone, a place oh. down west, down west Wales, near Tenby. Oh, okay. It's not the Hindu place. It's the chief of families. <clears throat> it's totally one of the places you can drink, and the person who's organising it may as well be a nun. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all have one drink and go to bed. <laughs> oh gosh! I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> In all honesty, it sounds like my type of um, celebration. Hindu? <laughs> well, <Not> Hindu. <laughs> I would quite like a stag, my style to be in a spa. Vegas. <coughs> Vegas. In a, in a spa with, what, with drink or without drink? No, just chilling out for the day, like a couple of, couple of massages, you know, the steam temple. Two, no, a weekend of that even, you know, a bit of food in the night. I don't stag do's anymore, really, or drinking or anything. It's all right, you haven't got old and boring, it's fine. You just like relaxing and um, chilling out. Yeah, old and boring. <laughs> Basically, summary. <laughs> Pretty too. But anyway, no, I didn't mow the lawn. After lunch, we went. Uh, I went to done legs in the gym. Nice, sounds like an active day for you. Mm. Lovely active day. Apparently... 12,000 steps to my Fitbit says which I think is wrong 12,000 well 
I've done I've done nine and a half thousand mowing the lawns, so uh, you should have just mowed your lawn, mate. Mm. The lawn's quite big as well, so I could put the lawns like that. <laughs> no, I just did it the way. That's 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 a lot of neat. That's a lot of neat if you did that. It is a lot of neat. I end up sweating my head off doing that lawn. <laughs> Up and down, and it's bobbly, and it's like, oh god! I wish I just had astroturf. I'm, I yeah. When when I yeah, finally take the plunge and, and buy somewhere, when I've saved up the pennies, um, I think an astroturf garden might be the way forward. Yeah, yeah, but they. To be fair, they don't look very good. No, but unless you spend a lot of money. Alex has just given me the shake of the head, so maybe that's uh, not going to happen. Well, my my brother said, just buy one to rent. Do not move into your own house until you. It's a last resort. Put <laughs> money first. Why? Do you you you, you own two properties? Just gonna cost you money. Uh, yeah, soon to be three. So so does, re- so does renting, mate. Yeah, renting costs you money with nothing at the end. Like Edra, I mean, in why are you living now? Huh? At home for, for no money. Stay there. Stay there for as long as possible. Only <laughs> now. Stay there for as long as possible. Buy rentals. Do not buy your own house till you really have to. Yeah, but Johnny, have you had a long-term partner whilst living with your parents? No. Oh well, exactly then. So you know when you were a teenager and you had to like be as quiet as mice and oh shit, the bed's making noise. Quick, quiet, 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 like that. Yeah, imagine that a couple of times a week. That's pretty frustrating. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Imagine a couple of times a week. It gets pretty frustrating after after a while. Um, and then, yeah. I didn't have to worry about it. I never got laid. So One, one of us is doing all right. Jokes, jokes. I got laid all the time. All the time. No, I'm only joking. Um, I would never say things like that. Jenna's there in the background going, not by me. <laughs> Mate. I moved out when I was 18. That was 20... No, no 20. No, it wasn't 23. <laughs> I'm not that old. That was... Uh, how old? I don't know. How old? That's 17 11, years. 12, I'm trying to think. I couldn't remember how old I was. Um, so that was 17 years ago. So um, I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I can remember. Well, exactly. See, you just can't relate to me, you see. No. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you two seem like you've had busy, busy dark lives, days. What about you? What have you been doing? I've mowed my lawn, Johnny. Uh, yeah, leg session with Benny Boy, as we do most Sundays. I'll be, I went out for an eight-mile run on Friday night. I will say I struggle to fuck today with legs. It's really... like I, I said to Ben, uh, I finished on the same reps for my squats as I did last week, but with a higher RPE. So I was like, fuck's sake. That's supposed to be the opposite. Oh, wait, do do uh, I don't know, like 50 kilos or something that was, I think. Nah, jokes. Well, for a one rep max. Jokes, yeah, I did my one rep max. Um, Johnny, what relevance is it, what weight I did? I don't know. Curious. Well, it'd be more, but you should be asking, what is my power to weight ratio, my wilt score, or something like that? Surely that's more relevant. Nah, it's boring. Um, no, I only did a uh, rep range of, no, oh, so well, oh, not rep range, I was doing 95 kilos today, so I didn't even touch 100. Um, I am doing some hypertrophy work though. Uh, and I must admit, I did struggle, um, as Benny will attest to. So um, yeah, that was uh, just uh, the run just killed me. Like my calves were like concrete, and um, I knew I felt a bit tired, but just I just fatigued so quick. So um, yeah. How did great. Ben get on? Uh, he said he said similar really because he did. I think he went out and did about seven. We didn't we didn't run together this week. Cause we've been running together every Friday. Um, Purely, like Mel asked me, Mel Fudge asked me during the week actually, why are you doing all this running? I said, why not? Um, and the real reason is really, one, I would like to introduce a bit more cardiovascular benefit, cardiovascular health, so that's why I started doing it. I've only been running like, what, seven weeks, six weeks, something like that, again, because obviously I haven't done any, I say obviously, I haven't done any running or any real cardio other than like the one or two runs we did like for Rough, rough Runner or um, 110K I did last summer. Um, barely done any, any cardio fitness, so one, I want to introduce some. For that, also hopefully there's a bit of carryover in capacity for actually weightlifting. Um, but two, um, because I've been dieting, I thought it's a bit of extra energy expenditure as well. Um, and then, the, and then the main reason, I suppose, is this tough mother that's coming up in mm, June, June, I think June. 
which me and him are both doing. So obviously that's like 12, 13 miles across farmland. So um, the last one I did was three years ago. And I said after that moment that the worst thing about it was none of the obstacles. They're all pretty easy. Electrocution is not fun, but they're all pretty easy. The distance, I must admit, underestimated. So I said, next time I'm going to do one, I am not going to do no training, which is what I did last time. So, I mean, don't worry, I got round and did it, but that was a bit painful. And I, had to, I could have made it easier on myself by doing a bit of training. So that's why I said this time I'm going to do some. So, But yeah, I caught, it, caught a bit of a bug. Funnily enough, I've started running this week as well. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it, how, how, how it can? Because I know, like, with the couple of half marathons I did last year, like, I, I really enjoyed them, but I think there was the. I was talking to uh, Susan uh, this week about it, and um, it, it's quite nice, sort of like beating your time and, and yeah. stuff like that. And for, for for more of a competitive edge, I don't know whether I could say oh, I'm going to go out for a run in an evening. But I suppose yeah. I play hockey, so it's kind of a bit different. But um, I, I suppose I'm going and doing that. But I, yeah. I will I will clarify that um, when I say I caught a bit of a bug, I am not enjoying the actual running very much i mean it's to be fair social time with benny obviously he's one of the mm, yeah, yeah so that's good but the actual act of running there's times where i thought i hate this this is fucking disgusting mm. um so the only bit i really enjoy is the probably the stop button at the end on my night night running or night plus when i stop it so, <laughs> um but what yeah. the, what i meant by getting the bug is uh, i suppose it is that competitive side of that i'm just quite enjoying going out and just adding a bit of distance on every time and it's, it's almost mm. like every week i'm coming right i must beat last week's distance and that's kind of what's keeping me going and not like i get out and within a couple of miles i'm like i can really i'm stopping now i'm ready to stop um yeah especially this week it's hard yeah i um when when i when i run i can't go out for a steady run I have done with Al a few times and she gets shin splints we have to kind of slow down a bit sometimes not all the time but sometimes and that so I can kind of do it when we're just chatting or while I'm talking gas or if she's puffing a puffing in a panting um, but if I'm going on my own uh, I, I have to push myself as hard as possible and if I'm not dead by the end of it then I've not pushed myself hard enough and uh, it's a funny one I only could do that with like running and when I used to do uh, I think it might have come from when I used to do my cycle racing because um, I used to obviously like push for performance. So if I go out and like when I did the half marathon on my own, I, I really pushed myself to the end, and I was absolutely dead by the end of it. And I put in a pretty decent time. Um, so I think that just that competitive edge, even when I'm going out for like a light jog or something on my own, I have to push as hard as I can because otherwise I'm just not not satisfied or I get pissed off with myself. Mm. It's a bit of a weird one. So I think that's kind of why I don't do it because I know I'm going to sort of like work myself into the ground doing that, it. That's part of the skill of skill of it, I think, in terms of managing to push yourself hard enough but obviously managing the distance as well. So, which is quite yeah. hard when, when you... I mean, I think, like I said, I started seven weeks ago. I, I started on about three kilometres. Um, and then for some reason, I just decided to start working in miles. But I think it's more because I went out with Ben and he was doing miles so we just started setting it to miles. But anyway, I started three kilometres which is obviously like less than two miles. And obviously, the last round I did was eight, so we've kind of got up quite a steady distance. I must admit, I struggled that first week, even after you know, like two kilo, uh, two miles. Um, but yeah, it's longer so, than you think, isn't it? It can be a lot longer than you think. And of course, you measure things in kilometres because you measure things in pounds, so you always do things a bit weird. Yeah, I am weird. Um, that's because they're they're larger denominations, or no, yeah, smaller denominations, but larger numbers. I.e., like pounds. You know, if you lose half a pound, it's not the same. You could say, oh, I lost half a pound, or you could say. I lost 0.4 of a kilo. That's like, oh, it's not quite the same, is it? Well, I'm surprised you didn't give your uh, squats what you were saying earlier on in pounds. Just make <laughs> yeah. it really impressive. I would do if I knew what they were on the actual plates. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't have the American, uh, the American on it as well. Well, no, they don't, unfortunately. I've got bison yeah. plates. So, um, But anyway, long, long round uh, saying that my leg session, Benny this morning, then what have I done today? I don't know what else I did today. Not a lot, I don't think. Oh, we went to Ikea. Let's get summer or looking at mattresses for summer because we now just ordered an actual bed for her, so she's coming out of her cot, um, which was fun. Had a brilliant donut actually, like IKEA cafe had these little chocolate covered or not little normal sized chocolate covered donuts, and um, I must admit, way better than I thought it was going to be. Very light and cakey, so that was nice. Um, by the way, if anyone's wondering, obviously we talked about dieting. I'm having a diet break this week. Uh, I've decided I'm going to continue my diet for a few four more weeks until I'm on holiday. Um, and then after that, I'll probably just maintain for a couple of weeks when I get back and then start back into massing. So um, we were obviously talking a few episodes ago about, oh, I'm not sure what my plan would be, won't we? So that's I've, I've now decided. So That's it. 
That's it. Point. Yeah. So it makes sense. What are you up to at the moment, Johnny? Are you dieting, gaining, maintaining, maintaining? I started dieting. Since I come back from Germany, I'm, I've um, started dieting. So I'm eight pound down since February the 8th. That's good going. I just nice. don't, I don't know, it just doesn't seem fast enough. I'm at about, no way, 2,000, between 2 and 2K calories a day, 2 and 2.K. Two, mm. <laughs> 2 and 2K, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2 and 2.2K. Um, it just seems a bit slow. No. I don't know why. Just... Mate, obviously the problem is, is obviously people expect quick results and you're no different, mate. Like mm. even though you know better and you're a coach, you can't let the the objectivity know the subjectivity. Um, you know, you kind of think, oh, I'm gonna. Yes, especially after that first week when you see you know the carb drop and you see the water weight drop and stuff, and you see a nice thing. You just want that to continue, but inevitably it just can't. Can it? So, I think sometimes as well, like with when you're measuring, depends on what you're measuring it in as well. So I always find when I've got clients who insist on measuring in pounds. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've lost two and a half pounds this week. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit crap. And they're like, oh, no, wait, actually, that's really good. That's like a, just over a kilo. <laughs> um, so it's loads. Well, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. But I don't know why, Why? but I think a lot of people in their heads have pounds as quite light, whether it – I don't know why. I don't know why, but in my head as well. Um, so if people are measuring in pounds, I'm like, meh. Oh, but then I think uh, like calculating into kilos, I'm like, oh, no, it's actually really, really good. Well done. Yeah, I, I, I don't because obviously, you know, there's this age-old rule that you're only allowed a 500-calorie deficit, which should equate to one pound. So, okay, like the, the rate of weight loss, whether you agree with that or not, that seems to be the, the generic box standard one pound a week. So you think, well, if someone's losing 2.2 or whatever many pounds a week, two and a half pounds a week, that's, that's a lot. Oh, it's a lot, a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you'd have, yeah. you have to be in obviously a 7,000 calorie deficit for that week just to lose two pounds, which is, you know, a substantial amount, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if anybody else ever has this, but because I like solely working kilos, um, so... So yeah, so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, like half a kilo off, brilliant. But then I go to all the clients, like, oh yeah, three pounds. I'm like, uh-huh, could try harder. <laughs> Ouch. Got <laughs> <But laughs> to be high as well. I think I'm doing. And I'm but looking back, I'm averaging about a hundred thousand steps a week, ish. Good. That's mm. good. Yeah. So yeah. me at the moment. Include that includes my run as well. I think I'm averaging with uh, with this run that's kind of got seven eight miles. I think my weekly step counts. Are, been in the early 100,000 100, so I think I did about 101,000 last week and I'm on, on target to be at the same now so okay. I'm lucky I'm lucky my work is quite active as well yeah. so that makes it easier no I've started running as well it's going to make it better again mm-hmm. like. see that's the difference in mine obviously I sit on my ass most of the day um, albeit I am helped by having to train for this 47 mile walk I'm doing and to be honest I expect all you motherfuckers to sponsor me by the way and I hope that was to the listeners not us no, it's to you, not to well the listeners mm. as well if they want to. But it's to you, like, I expect you not to speak. Forty-seven so, miles, what in a day or? Yeah, in twenty-four hours. Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair Overnight enough. walk. That's, yeah. I think that's good. No, I, I think the walking's not going. to... Yeah, easy, easy, man, easy. I don't think the walking's going to be that hard. Um, albeit, everyone keeps saying, "I think you underestimate it." I said, like, "Yeah, probably a little bit," but I think anyone. What's the furthest you've ever walked? Uh, I don't know. No idea. Because I don't. Think I, I've ever, I don't think I've ever done more than a six seven miles in one go yeah i'm just thinking back to when i used to do my dv um as a as a wee tyke um uh, yeah yeah so when i used to like we used to do so fuck your bronze you did 16 miles over two days but you'd only be walking for like six hours if that well Um, i've I've been averaging under 15 minutes so far like i've been out a couple of like this group of us go out at lunchtime because obviously my work that's organized it and we we did an hour and a half the other day we did six miles so we're just under so it's about 14 minutes under the mile which, to be fair, was quite a pace. It wasn't like, a yeah, yeah, slow yeah. pace. It was quite a pace. It's like, a brisk we, walk, isn't we, it? Yeah. yeah, one of the ladies, Emma, she just had the. She was just like pace setting at the front, going boom, 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 power walking. So, we're like, Jesus Christ, actually, this I don't have to keep it up. But so, um, if you don't do the forty-seven miles in twenty, is, does it have to be within twenty-four hours? Yeah, you, but you will though. I, I, I think it's that's quite a lenient twenty-four hours. Like, yeah, I yeah. think I think that includes breaks. Like, so obviously, you're not going to walk straight for twenty-four hours. Um, yeah, that, yeah. There's, I think there's a few things you have to kind of bear in mind because I, for about, 
I don't know, about six hours, I wanted to join the SAS. And I thought, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to load up my backpack. And I had like a bag full of stuff. Um, and I <laughs> I went off on a walk and I was like, I set myself like 15 miles to do in the afternoon. Um, and I set off and I, like, I, I pretty much nearly did do it. Um, but uh, my feet were in bits just because I was walking so quickly, um, oh, trying I, to like do a real brisk walk. That's why things going to be the worst things like yeah. damage on you i think i'll do it without any problem but i think the worst will be damage on my feet uh, mm-hmm. the lack of sleep and then potentially the aftermath but think, yeah like the navigation of it as well so unless you like walking bridle paths or something that's really easy to follow like you can so easily get lost as well, well even though like following a map's pretty simple on footpaths and stuff but you will get lost at some it, point i won't because it's an organized event and there's people that will be taking us so it's it's the coast of North Norfolk so the worst thing about it will be there's lots of places obviously across beach shingle there is a main inland bit where obviously it'll be on concrete but obviously walking on a beach is going to be killer yeah absolutely so whatever you like whatever you're going to walk in like wear wear it in obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those vibrams or whatever it is the, the... <laughs> um, but no if you wear if you like taking a decent pair of walking boots what i'd probably do is buy a couple of different pairs and see what is most comfortable after doing a few miles in them because boots can be completely different um between you know different pairs and stuff so find a pair that you find really really comfortable and just walk the shit out of them before you even do it because otherwise your feet will be in bits yeah well they're, they're recommended taking like at least two maybe three pairs to change into as you go around just to get different pressure points on the feet and stuff like that so. yeah yeah if you get something that's really really comfortable like i know my boots that i wear in the warehouse they are super comfortable and i could just walk i can walk all day in them and be on my feet all day and be absolutely fine but and then like you say like they're about different pressure points if i take them off and put a pair of trainers in to drive home in oh god it's a game changer like your feet just feel like you're walking on clouds um but yeah anyway so uh, we're 28 minutes in already. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, I will. I'm going to throw out my sponsorship form in a group or something. You lot better sponsor me. No one listening unless you want to. You don't have to, but it'd be nice. You know, so the the charity we're doing it for is um, the Community Sports Foundation, which are linked to Norwich City Football Club, and they support uh, kids with learning difficulties and disabilities. Um, through sport to basically improve their lives and have done so it's really really worthy cause that's really. nice yeah. yeah it's a different charity actually isn't it because you you obviously get your hospices and the cancer research British Heart Foundation and stuff like that a lot of people do a lot of good work for so it's nice when something a bit more something unusual different. comes up yeah, yeah well obviously yeah, if it absolutely. relates to anyone then then please feel free to donate even if it is Johnny just a pound um, I mean, per, per um, mile he meant pound per mile but, yeah sorry of course 40 seconds <laughs> um <laughs> Fifty. I'll take whatever, Johnny. Fifty p. Seriously, whatever you whatever you want to donate. I will that's take. a lot of that's a lot of money in Wales. You know, says the man Ooh. with three properties. Oh, I can't afford fifty p. Oh, it's soon to be three, not three yet. All right, fucking Donald Trump, Jesus. Um, and I'm not talking about the president of the United States here. Um, well, I am, but obviously prior to him being uh, being a property mogul. So we move on unless anyone else has got anything they want to say. Um, um, I just I mean, on Facebook apparently a, a, a can of Strongbow is healthier than an avocado. Probably less calories. Is it less calories? Well, it will be less calories unless it's a small avocado. I haven't clicked the link but I just think it's just, just stupid. Uh, it is just fucking stupid, Johnny. Stupid. Clickbait shit. It's in a lot of stupid shit the last three days. Not it, nutrition and other things. It's just, I don't know, boring. Nutrition is just too noyanced, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Getting into noyance is just full of shit at the minute. Living I'm... full of fannies at the minute. Um, Strongbow's also disgusting, so... Mm. Yeah, stinking. Stinking. Horrible shit. Stinking, hanging, horrible rubbish. Tidy. Strongbow docks fruits, though. It is that, I think it's that one as well. The purple can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so much better taste. It's probably, there's probably some good antioxidants or something in it. Who knows? Don't know. Might be. Don't know. Well, obviously, ferment, fermented stuff is good for your gut bacteria and microbiome. Um, as long as it contains actual live bacteria, which obviously a lot of fermented foods don't, but a lot of them do. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe, I, I mean, to be honest, I doubt that uh, Strongbow, was it, what's it called, Dark Fruits? 
I doubt mm-hmm. that's got very very much live bacteria in it. I imagine the alcohol is going to kill most of it, um, albeit not a particularly strong amount of alcohol, but still. It's, it's probably, basically what I'm saying, it's probably a bit of a stretch to consider that black uh, fruits in an alcoholic beverage is going to make it healthy. It's the type of clickbait crap that people rely upon, though, to fund their social media platforms. Yeah. It's just always, always going to go, yeah, hmm, I'll start drinking instead of eating avocados. All, all things that like, Excuse to drink. Obviously. Somebody who eats a lot of avocados and likes to drink, maybe I don't know. But yes, no, it, it's clickbait. It's purely clickbait. People going, oh, alcohol's healthier than avocados. Avocados, that the healthiest thing in the world. Um, and then they click on it and then go, oh right, okay, so it's less calories and that's it. Say night night. Sorry, mate. Someone's just saying night night. Say night. Summer, can, oh. can you say Johnny? Can you say Johnny? Can you say Johnny? Can you say Ed? No. No. All right. No. Can you say piss off both of you? No. Nope. <laughs> She's okay. too polite. Say night night. Night night. Oh. Night night. You dropped your dummy, darling. Oh, headphones going to break. Dummy. Where is it? On there. Get it then. Christ. Um. Anyway, where were we? Clickbait titles. Yeah, but has that been done? We've just talked about it, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's been done. Cool. Right. Shall we get on to L subject T? Let's do it. God, I need to learn better Spanish. I've been learning Spanish, by the way. That's one thing I didn't mention on my what I've been up to. I've been learning Spanish through Duolingo. Oh, so, yeah. Why? Um, I just feel like I want to learn Spanish. Okay. Cool. Fair I'm struggling with the uh, the the genders, and unfortunately, like Spanish is one of these languages where not only does obviously any sentence to do with um, gender, i.e., man or female, have different um, uh, adjectives. Um, that even even non-gender items, i.e., milk or so, that they have a specific gender way of saying them. So that's really annoying. Trying to remember which ones are like male or female milk, or you know. There's a lot of people with agenda issues these days, isn't there? Shut up, Johnny. <laughs> Did you hear about now women? Or are you into this? Seventy-four different genders. Jesus Christ. Well, um, I do. I do think that there. I can't even believe we're even talking about this when we're twenty. How many minutes in? Um, I do think that uh, there is a lot of misunderstood things about genders. Now, obviously, I guess like a lot of people will put it down to quite a binary X and Y chromosome, so therefore you're either a male or a female, which biologically I suppose to a certain extent is true, but there's obviously lots of in-betweens about people um, that have these, and I'm not talking psychologically here, I'm talking physically, there are some kind of in-betweens where, yes, okay, if you boil it down to, or reduce it down to the chromosomes, then yes, there is only males or females, but obviously there's people with um, other issues like hermaphrodites and all the ways in-betweens where they do still have both sex organs or parts of some... um, that you may not even know might be internal, those types of things. So I think it is very, very complex and a difficult subject. Um, I did say at one point it'd be nice to have a chat about um, uh, what the, what do they call MTF athletes, so male to female athletes in sports. That's a really interesting debate, and I don't yeah. know if it's one for now though. I guess it's really, not. It should never happen. All right, thanks, Johnny. <laughs> it, uh, I think it. it yeah, well, if we want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Um, well, uh, but... if we're going to talk about it, let's do it probably justice, that's all, rather than now. Yeah. Cause... Okay, okay. Just, I'm, uh, I mean, you obviously brief, if you want to have a brief comment on it, by all means, but... I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it was the... You're obviously going to get people at, like, opposite ends of the spectrum anyway, because it's the is it a South African sprinter, is she? And yeah. she's just got, like, unnaturally high levels. Like, she's at the, the far end of the spectrum of female testosterone levels and they're saying oh well she can't compete because her testosterone levels are outside the spectrum um and if they're saying that to her who was um, as far as i'm aware was born a woman um or born with the the female bits uh but and then they're saying to somebody who's like oh well i now identify as a woman but they have obviously elevated testosterone levels because they used to be a man um 
even if they're dampened through pills or whatever and but then they allow them in and even though they were uh, i don't know it's, it's a funny one isn't it it's a funny one and you're going to offend somebody at some point talking about it i suppose aren't you uh, yeah yeah probably but i mean maybe we'll we'll do it another week and just kind of make sure they're all well versed in our feelings and opinions and the research and stuff because obviously a lot of controversy about it and obviously like you say everyone's gonna have their own opinions and it, mm. god knows what's right or wrong but I mean, it wouldn't I, be controversy 10 years ago no because people are flannels it's, a, it's <laughs> 10 years ago be like it ain't happening jog on but now it's happening because people are getting offended well J- johnny yeah like there was a bloke who battered that woman because he he was allowed to fight a woman's fight and he battered her could have killed her so it should happen ever yeah, well, I think I think the problem is is referring to him as a he when they don't want to be referred to as a they. So that's, even that sounds bad. Obviously, people can. It just gets me angry. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Because um, you can you then tie it into the whole um, prison thing as well, where uh, they're saying, well, you know, just because what are they they identify as, they should be in a male or female prison. Um, so, like people who so girls who now say, oh yeah, well I'm a bloke, but I've still got female bits like they probably shouldn't be in a male prison because they're just going to get raped and then vice versa the men get raped well so. yeah i mean you're going to get raped whether you're in prison than yeah. male or female so but... <laughs> just depends um, on which which end <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling really uncomfortable about this conversation so i'm going to move it on um so what, what we'll do it we'll, we'll talk about we'll tell you what we'll do are another you, episode Brett, are you a flannel uh yes yes i am i don't even know what that means um <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Welsh word for something really positive. Who's <laughs> like, offended by everything? Who can't take a joke? Who can't do anything? Who always moans? See, we we call that a social justice warrior, or um, you could argue uh, a you know yeah. term snowflake. Um, mm. Both both of those are reasonably offensive in their own own terms, really, but they are meant to be, especially the term snowflake. So um, yes, I am feeling uncomfortable. So we'll maybe talk about that another time but um as we are now 31 minutes in uh let's talk about sex bait dieting let's talk about dieting because that's what we were going to talk about like we talk about every week now what we want to talk about was something um our photo shoot people are going through and lots of discussion um kind of path the course really when you know these guys are trying to get as lean as they possibly can for a deadline for a photo shoot so we said actually it'd be really good just to kind of talk through some of the positive benefits hashtag positive benefits um about you know what they're getting out of this type of thing um and how they're managing to keep a low calorie diet so uh we had no structure so someone say something um Go on, Johnny. Uh, obviously, the client I got is currently, where was she? she? I think she's like 50.7 kilos. I think something like off the top of my head. You can name them, right? Asher. I won't right. mind. If I'm saying it right. Um, I won't even attempt a second. In, I'll, I, just, but... I'll be honest, Johnny. Her, her name is spelt A-S-H-A. I reckon that's right. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, I <laughs> never know. Well, it's like Juan is, doesn't, is not... Written down like Juan, is it? It's like how would you else. how would you spell Juan? Um, how would you write down Juan? Sorry, in the way you say it. So <sighs> not not his actual spelling. Juan how... be a H, wouldn't it? Be what you say it. H A W N. Juan. Horn. That's no, Horn. I was going to say H O W A N. Juan. J U A N. Anyway, I can spell Johnny's name P R I C K. <laughs> That's very awkward spelling there. <laughs> Description and spelling is on point. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, go on. So, Asher. Prick. <laughs> Your Asher's a prick, or. That's, yeah, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Jesus. You're supposed to be coaching her, mate. <laughs> so, she's like 50.7 kilos. Very, very light. And we wanted to speed things up a little bit. So, bear in mind that to, for her to lose weight, she is on what would be clap well, what is very low calorie. So I said, look, we can either cut calories now, or there is room to up exercise quite a bit. 
So I went the exercise route simply because it gives us a bit of room later on to cut calories closer to the photo shoot rather than now. So there's less suffering, you know what I mean? Because she's on like 11.50, something like that. It's a luxury, mate. Yeah, so I thought, all right, put this, this, add in some, um, get a 10k steps a day and add in, if you can add in three deliberate cardio sessions a day, a day, <laughs> a week, then I think that's better for now than cutting calories. But I also said, because he's been out, I think she had a birthday or something like that. And obviously, I think it was cake involved. So we know a slice of tidy cake is going to be a few hundred calories. And a few hundred calories on a thousand or eleven hundred is a lot. Mm. So we decided, right, you can, if you can fast in the morning, so you cut out maybe something with breakfast with 300 calories. Say if you can cut breakfast out and you can put that in during the evening or during the day, there's more chance of you staying on track. And she did say in the last check in that she found it harder in the evenings to stay on track. Even though she was, she found herself more hungry, so we decided as well. So as well as being able to go out on the Saturday afternoon or whatever it was. And going forward, keep to the fast in the morning or as long as you can before you start eating. So you can have more calories in the evening to keep you sane. Yeah. So that's one of the things we did. The, I think the the point, so the original point around um, having to create, uh, you know, more of an energy deficit, i.e., calorie deficit, uh, and obviously you've got two methods of doing that: you either reduce income or um, increase outgoing. And I guess like that sounds that's a really interesting debate or preference, I suppose. Um, I don't really know. I, I mean, at the end of the day, like. As long as if, if if all things were equal and calories were matched, it wouldn't make any difference really which way you did it, would it? Because obviously, you know, it's the same calorie deficit in the end. But I do think anecdotally, um, there's more of a risk of, and this actually ties in with the post I did today on our Instagram. Actually, I think I think there's more of a risk of things going wrong, which it may be why you've done it now and not towards the end, because obviously the risk of going wrong at the end is then uh, have a greater impact. But there's more risk going wrong if you're relying on increasing the output than it is the input for mm. two reasons. One, I tend to think we underestimate, no, overestimate our expenditure quite a lot. You've also got to consider the net effect of any cardio or any energy output is not the same as the gross. And what I mean by that is, you might you might burn three hundred calories doing a short run or, or say short like a, a run say, but you might have burned one hundred and fifty calories being alive for that same amount of time. So obviously the net effect is only an extra one hundred and fifty. So people kind of get that twisted, and then sometimes then the maths don't work. But I also think, um, well, actually, sorry, and also like we all know that you know your your actual metabolic output is made up of you know not only your physical activity but your BMRs. I just kind of just pointed out thermic effect of foods that type of stuff. Um, and I think the physical activity bit obviously only kind of attributes to ten to thirty-ish percent of someone's out- output, whereas like they're in, they're, the amount they put in is a hundred percent what they eat. So I just basically think that you're safer playing with the nutritional aspect than you are with the physical aspect to a certain extent. But I do get why maybe you would, as I say, do that now because actually you can then, when it becomes more of an issue, no, sorry, more of a priority later towards their actual photo shoot date, you can then tie that in a bit, and I suppose. If she was bigger, I wouldn't. In, I wouldn't have increased output. Yeah. I would on with calories because I thought mm, you're going to go to a thousand, and you realistically, and he's like, "Well, that's not a lot." Yeah, I, I, About six weeks, whatever it is, six weeks left. Yeah, I thought I just give her. Let's all make it too <clears throat> brutal. Yeah, too early. I think. I think that was in my head as well. I just didn't say it, but yeah, I can agree. I agree. I think when someone's calories are already quite low, there's only a certain amount of food you can reduce to. And you then have to probably then start to rely on cardio a bit more because, like you say, you can't get someone to start going down to eight, seven hundred calories potentially because you know they're they're just not going to adhere to something in no. little calories. And we've also got to 
you've got to think about as females menstrual cycle etc and we know that obviously extreme dieting will probably stop it mm-hmm. and even though i think if you get into lean lean levels then you can expect to lose it i think you, you're going to have to lose it to get to where you want to be you don't want to lose it further out than needs be so that's yeah. another yeah. yeah i mean I don't know if I'd, I don't. I don't know if you'd, how you feel about Johnny saying that. I don't know if we expect to lose it, but I guess it is some, a, a consideration that it might. So, kind of with my experience in the whole uh, like bodybuilding side of things, where the extreme leanness is extreme, extreme. Um, I think a lot of females do, uh, in, especially in their first diet, but don't as much going forward with more diets that they do mm. purely because they're it, it always like anybody isn't it you diet them down you build them back up diet them down build them back up they should be dieting on higher calories because they build up uh hopefully more muscle mass which requires uh more um bmr um and and things like that and they end up kind of building up above um where they were kind of where where initially they probably started their journey maintaining on fifteen hundred calories, they might now be maintaining on twenty five hundred calories as a female, which would be incredible. Um, so I think it it's I wouldn't necessarily say it's expected, but well, no, I wouldn't say it's like it kind of is almost expected to a, a low low rates. But you, like Johnny says, you do everything possible to prevent it. Um, but when you go into the extremes, sometimes you have to push the body to extremes. Um, but it's very kind of into individual, I think. So some women would maybe lose it very easily. Others wouldn't. Um, you can do as much as you can to try and maintain it by even down to the point of not taking the fats too low, stuff like that. Um, but potentially in their first diet, it's more expected than somebody who is more experienced in dieting and has done many diets. Um, so if you take a seasoned bodybuilder who has, uh, you know, who diets properly and doesn't just diet down to, you know, on 500 calories and six hours of cardio a day, who actually does it properly over time and gives himself a decent amount of time to do it, they're less likely to to, to suffer such uh, consequences compared to somebody who, you know, diets is dieting for the first time and is trying to lose as much as they can in a very short period of time. Um, and that might be um, more expected. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean... Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a funny one. It's a funny one, isn't it? Well, I think the thing for me, I mean, I it, it obviously it comes. Amenorrhea is mainly affected by obviously energy availability. So when you're on a hard diet and you obviously get very low calories, the energy availability is very very low, and therefore, I mean, it's also why you see a lot in kind of endurance athletes and women that get very lean endurance athletes because they're just under eating to fuel, um, you know, the energy availability. So. I think it's kind of one of those things where, I mean, I haven't got any, I haven't had any uh, like kind of uh, female prep clients. So obviously I've not got any real first-hand coaching experience of anyone that I've heard to kind of worry too much about that. So it's difficult to say, but I guess it's one of those things where I think if you were to manage the energy availability as best as you could over a longer period of time and maybe have breaks about it, you could probably avoid it for most parts. You'd hope anyway. Yeah, I think definitely the longer the diet, the more likely you are to hold on to it. Um, just because you would do things very steadily and slowly and stuff like that and and... yeah yeah and i know like full world johnny obviously isn't pushing asher to the absolute extremes where it you know it's where she potentially would lose something like that it's an interesting conversation point because um it's i don't think it's quite as common as you might think especially not in like the general population dieting world um but if you look in like the bodybuilding world i think it is quite common but not because uh, people are very low body fat and things like that but I just think because people diet like idiots and a lot of the prep coaches out there are absolute morons um, and just push people to the absolute extremes don't give enough time uh, people pleasers and not realistics well um, so Ed so obviously Johnny's talked about how you can increase an energy deficit kind of what have you been doing with 
with, with, uh, with Susan. Susan. Um, okay, so with with my my client in it, Susan, she is a mother of a couple of lovely ladies. She's also a student um, and very very busy as well. So it kind of it, increasing energy output for us wouldn't be the best approach because she is so busy with university work, comes home, has a house to run, has children to look after, has a husband to um, to tend to as well. So to be fair, if she's I, doing quite a lot already anyway, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she, she is active. So she does go to the gym a couple of times a week. She does try and get uh, 10,000 steps in a day or there or thereabouts. Um, so she, yeah, so she is already pretty active. It's not as if she does 2000 steps a day and, and that's it. Um, and doesn't go to the gym. So her energy output is already, you know, pretty good compared to most. Um, so for us, it is kind of, it just has to be manipulated by diet. I have the advantage in the fact that she is pretty good in the kitchen. So she will make kind of boring food taste nice, things like that. So she is, although the goal she's got is thousand calorie at 1050 calories. Um, she normally airs under about a hundred under that because, and then she'll have things like milk, tea and coffee, stuff like that, that she doesn't really account for, which kind of throughout the day probably adds up to around about a hundred mark. Um, so, in that sense, we kind of like built quite a good little system going on there. So, on her uh, her logs and stuff, she's sort of logging like 950 calories to a thousand calories a day, which most people are like, oh my god, that's so low, that's so low, that's so low. But when you get to a certain point, like Johnny said with Ashley, she's 50 kilos. You know, it's quite slight for a woman. Um, so, although. You might be seeing people, oh, yeah, I'm dieting on 2,500 calories on Instagram. You know, that's not really realistic for most people. Most females like that I've ever, I don't think I've ever told a woman to diet under like 1,400, sorry, over 1,400 calories. Um, ladies, you are going to be on low calories to, to get that deficit, especially if you're shorter and you're also lighter or if you're trying to go to an extreme. Um, so, yeah, so kind of manipulating the energy input or intake um, is, is the way we've been dealing with things. Um, as well as maintaining what she's already doing um, physically. Um, yeah, we, we have up the steps and stuff like that. So there's little ways of going about it. It's like Johnny said about um, putting in a couple of cardio sessions a week. Um, if they can do that, then that's absolutely brilliant. If you can't do that, then just upping the step count might be a, a little way of going about it. Um, yeah, uh, but we've been mainly dealing with maintaining the exercise level she's doing, but uh, reducing the calories. Uh I think you kind of have to kind of take the uh, significance of the numbers away from the calories as well, because as soon as you drop below that thousand mark, a lot of people start to panic and think it's super, super low. Um, but it, it's not with most people. If you have like a 45 kilo woman who's five foot two, she's probably going to be dieting on like 800 calories. <laughs> so um, taking the significance away from, from that thousand calorie mark or whatever it is, is I think you kind of have to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest, I have not really had to do much with Carl in terms of manipulating a lot. The guy's like laser focused and averaging like a kilo a week loss. So just sit back and uh, watch the magic happen, basically. <laughs> it's it's so nice when you do get, not every client's, you know, breeze like that, which is always really good. Obviously, you have to be off. It depends on their, I think, their dieting start point. So with Susan, I'm quite lucky because I actually worked with her for 12 weeks last year. So she knows exactly how I work. I know a lot about her because um, I spoke to her every week for 12 weeks. So, I know, you know, I, I do know quite a lot about her. Um, so knowing uh, how to change and tweak things uh, to suit them, you, you kind of you don't have to deal with the farce of that. And you've got the, the advantage of that as well with um, Carl being... Uh, family member so um, yeah so you kind of well brother-in-law brother yeah yeah so you kind of you know how he works you know how his mind is and stuff like that um, but it's amazing how having that end goal has helped all of our photo shoot clients um, so much and be so focused because when we do these four-week challenges and when we do them for free especially um, the you get one or two that are, are laser-focused but the majority kind of they do a good first week, good first two weeks, week three, week four, 
they kind of completely go off the boil because there's no real incentive for them to finish it. There's no real, even though you're like your accountability stuff you put in the groups and all that is really high. Um, you, you just don't, you just see a big drop off. Um, and, uh, which is frustrating, but at the same time, they like, they, it's like any diet, isn't it? Yeah. You stick to it for one, two, three weeks and then you fall off the wagon when the first night out with the girls comes up or you're going for burgers with the boys or whatever. And then you just fall off the wagon. Whereas having the fact that they are going to have photos taken of them in six weeks time or whatever it is now, that is a hell of a lot of accountability because they don't want to look like that. Um, yeah, uh, I was uh, so was at the horse show that I was at this morning, where I was stood waiting for coffee, and uh, this girl was saying, "Yeah, I'm going to Benidorm in however long. Um, I, I need, I should diet for it. I'm going to diet for it. Probably not going to diet for it. Just going to go fat. It's just like, <laughs> why even bring up the fact that you should be dieting for it then if you're just like not bothered about it? Uh, and if you are bothered about it, why are you sugar coating it with sugar? Um, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? But I suppose when you say, right, okay, you are going to have these photos taken, these will be used online um, for, you know, if you want to post them, but we're definitely going to post them. <laughs> Things like that, it creates a lot of accountability, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the point you make around a having like a, an end goal as motivation is great. Um, albeit, I also think it works, it kind of works twofold and that having that is, is kind of like only half of the way and that having kind of like, uh, a focus or motivation on like the day to day. We talked about it in in having like a process orientated goal, and also um, obviously like a, a, a results orientated goal. Obviously, a result oriented goal is great. I.e., people know what they want at the end, but you also need to make sure they just focus on those kind of daily processes to reach the end goal. Because otherwise, you just lose sight and lose motivation, don't they? So, so I think all the guys in the group is are kind of ticking through and doing, aren't they? They they kind of they know they've got this end uh, end goal or end motivation of being in front of a camera and you know having photos done that we're obviously going to get to keep but they're also just all ticking off their daily meals and they're all ticking off their you know their daily process their steps or whatever it is to, to get to that end nods all along gotta wait the small goals every day to get to the big goals mm. exactly absolutely kill them Brett I must say I've just seen your your pancake stack was that from this morning that was not from this morning. I was going to say. It's ridiculous. Where, where was this pancake stand uh, from? This was a place called The Cabin in Sheffield, which I'm actually there. I'm in Sheffield on Thursday. Um, that was a, a pancake challenge. That was 12 American pancakes and I think two sides you had to pick. So I think I went with blueberries and strawberries, strawberries and, bacon. Uh, oh, and right. bacon. Yeah, there were strawberries on one side, blueberries on the other. I think uh, it was like fruit and bacon or something. So um, or it might have been three sides. I think I went strawberries, blueberries and bacon. Um, I must admit, I felt a little rough by the end of it, but I did it. Really? Yeah. Oh, they, they, looks... made, they were massive. They were like, yeah, ridiculous. they look big. They do look big. They're yeah. massive. Like it was like, when they came out, I was like, holy shit, this is pretty large. Um, <laughs> the, the, the worst thing is, I'm not even joking. I got to the tenth pancake out of twelve and was breezing, thinking, yeah, this is piss easy. And then my appetite went from fucking ten to minus three in like half a pancake. I was like, oh my god. Did you not get anything to lubricate them with? Only water. So they didn't give you any maple syrup. Oh no, yeah, there was. Yeah, I went for a whole jug of maple syrup as well. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, that, okay. that that you kind of get a double edged sword of um, the sickliness of syrup, but obviously mm. needing the the moisture. The last yeah. pancake I literally ate by breaking it up into bits and dipping it in the water and just like <laughs> sog, oh. like just soggy pancake, just like choking it down. That is the worst thing in the world. I remember, um, I can't, I can't remember why. Was it maybe when I was younger? You know, when you used to have like tinned like macaroni and cheese or whatever. Um, and I had some meatballs, and the sauce was very, very watery, and I had some bread and butter with them, and I dipped the bread into the the gravy, and uh, it was revolting. It was soggy soggy gravy bread, um, and it just it reminded me of that. You saying you are dipping pancakes in water? Yeah, that wasn't. I mean, looking back now, I imagine it wasn't appetising, but the only way I was going to get it down. And, I'll, and if, yeah. I didn't, if I didn't do it, I had to pay 25 quid. So, Well, that's incentive. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a, uh, what do you call it? Hyperlapse, is it? Is that, is that, the, is that how you, is the videos that hyperlapse, is they the ones that condense, like, I don't know, 30 minutes in a... Like a time-lapse. Yeah, time-lapse, hyperlapse, hyperlapse. I don't know, yeah. Basically, I've got a 30-second video of the entire challenge, eight, which is like 20-something minutes. So if anyone wants to watch it, I'll post it somewhere. Well, it's actually yeah, probably yeah. on Instagram somewhere where it's just like me. It's like super fast speed, obviously. But 
Um, put it on there or send it to me and I'll put it on the Facebook page. I um one tip obviously that or, or one thing I have spoke to Carl about is uh, not to go to Sheffield and have twelve pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose for context, the one of the uh, uh, photo shoot people put in the photo shoot group saying, "What's everyone's go-to breakfast on a Sunday?" I'd been out for pancakes this morning, so I posted my stack of five pancakes with bacon and maple syrup. Um, and then Brett went and posted a photo below, which I thought he'd had this morning, but he wasn't. He was cheating uh, with his twelve pancakes with bacon, strawberries, and blueberries. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? What else is? Uh being kind of poignant i suppose like i mean i don't know if we've already talked about really but like just the general community that these these small group of people are kind of that they're everyone's basically talking to each other and kind of motivate each other and tell them how good everyone's doing and it's just creating like just this really nice atmosphere isn't it so yeah there was a, a day a couple of weeks ago um where nobody posted anything so normally in this group like the notifications are off the chain so you've got five six i can't remember how many people we got in it five five or six people anyway who were doing the challenge uh the challenge the photo shoot uh prep thing and uh every day for at least two meals out of the three or four meals they're having a day they'll post a photo we've not asked them to do this at any point um but they will post the photos and uh there was one day when nobody posted anything and it got to the meal time and it was one it wasn't even us that was like oh what's going on everyone's gone quiet it was one of the other clients was like everyone's been really quiet in this group what's going on is everyone okay and then everybody sort of like piped and afterwards oh my god yeah really busy day or oh, no i've struggled today and it was funny how kind of everyone hit this point at the same time but they all helped each other out to to kind of like bring it back around and then the next day um it was back to normal again so it was really cool to see the like say that this environment this group of people around them um and i think that's why so like using this as an extreme example of dieting, uh, looking at, again, like a bodybuilding situation where people do it in groups uh, and they have like communities like gym communities where people like, sort of diet together and they go through the preps together because they can then chat and relate and, oh, I'm having a really hard day or, oh, you know, my calories have gone down. I need to think of, um, you know, more low calorie, high volume ideas or I'm really, really hungry. What's going to fill me up? I've only got 150 calories left or those sorts of things. And it's not it's more, like it's been quite good for us because we don't have to <laughs> good in it in both sense of of the way i suppose um because we've not really had to do a lot on the facebook group because they've been helping each other out so much because you've got some people in there who've dieted before some people who've dieted for you know longer periods of time and stuff like that so they've all helped each other out really really well and then we kind of you know chipped in with our advice as well um which has kind of made it quite easy for us i suppose because they have been helping each other which is nice Support is definitely a miss, not the uh, yeah, it's a overlooked factor sometimes in diet, isn't it? Because it feels yeah, it's much, it is much easier. Oh. In the gym, when you used to, used to train in the gym, where you could walk in and train everyone, and you might end up training with three or four people at, at the same time, and it was much better than training on your own because you've got some yeah. people who are a bit stronger, some people who are a bit weaker. They go, oh, I've got to try and beat them, got to try and beat her, or whatever. And it is sympathizing. It's just much, much easier. Oh, also I'm, I'm, I'm glad, um, obviously, Ed, you kind of said about how people tend to, you know, can find their groups and whether it's, you know, groups in the gym or whatever else. But as we say, if you're listening and you, you know people that have kind of got the same aspirations of maybe losing a bit of weight or whatever else, why not hook up and create your own little group? You can create your own little Facebook group, create your own WhatsApp or whatever, and just G each other along and, you know, help each other out with ideas, tips, because that's basically what this community's done, haven't they? They've given themselves, like, the amount of different foods and recipes Carl's put in there for people where, like, he's not really ever properly dieted before. He's never really gone for any strict dieting. He's always been a just, you know, greedy, what you want kind of guy. Um, and, like, he's now trying to find, in lo- like, pea, ne- pea noodles. He's, like, gone into Marks and Spencer and found some pea noodles and beef strips and something else. And he obviously, everyone's gone, wow, it's amazing. What do you have the other day, like? King prawns in mushy peas. Now that sounds weird, but oh, all the girls, weird. all the girls were loving it, weren't they? Saying actually, yeah, yeah, these yeah. Are great ideas. I love mushy peas, and you think so? Well, actually, okay, it's a bit of a random meal, but it's high protein, low calorie. Obviously, you've got some micronutrients, and you know, from the peas and stuff. You think actually, it's not really that even bad a meal, and he's just really embracing trying to kind of do different things, um, mm. which is just spreading to everyone. So yeah, yeah, it, it's nice when you get the kind of the. The, the meal posting because 
like I'll be the first to admit, like I'm not a chef. Um, I can tell people how to lose weight. I can kind of help them through with tips and tricks and stuff. I'm not a chef. If you turn around and uh, and ask me for a recipe book of 20 different recipes that are really low calorie, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a damn good go. But it might not be the most um, adventurous foods in the world. And and that's we have to remember, you know, we're we're nutritionists, not Gordon Ramsay. Um, and if you want food to be really really tasty nine times out of ten you need to drown it in something that's not particularly low calorie um so having these people who are experimenting in the kitchens and coming up with really really great things because they like certain foods or whatever is brilliant because it just like broadens everyone's food horizons uh which is really really nice yep what else we noticed did we notice anything else uh there was a few things that i was thinking earlier on but they have wandered out of my mind well, I, I, uh, I know obviously we had one person i won't name them but one person obviously had a, a slight um i suppose re, not relapse relapse isn't even the right word but obviously had a, had a had a slightly day where they felt like they kind of let themselves down a little bit it was so nice to see people just jump on and kind of all chat and, re, and reinforce each other that they haven't at all let anybody down and um you know it, the tomorrow's a new day kind of approach because that's all it takes mm. people just need a bit of affirmation like you never you don't you can't ruin a diet in a day um and i wasn't even like the, the person even did anything particularly harmful to their diet did they so but it was just nice for them people to kind of think in that encouragement and support from people because it could quite easily have led into something where they just give up as you say but because they've got this community of people um obviously and and a coach but this community of people helping them through it just does make all the difference of success and failure yeah yeah absolutely and like there was a there's a uh, post last night where one of them had put in saying uh, a little glass of wine what's they're making tea when's my refeed well if they're joking about refeeds they're obviously hungry and even when people do joke about things there's, a, there's an element of truth in it and i always believe in that if, you know, if somebody says something there's an element of truth in it even if they go ha, 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 joking they definitely actually mean it somewhere um so the fact that then like you went on to him and said, well, you know, like I'd be telling you off if uh, you were having drinking wine and wasting calories on on liquids when you're saying you're hungry. Um, and I think that was kind of, you know, really, um, it was kind of needed uh, because it then kind of brought them back around and something that they thought potentially was quite harmless. Having that group atmosphere and environment where they do just post anything, anything and everything kind of helped them out a little bit there. And it's the same as if they'd, say, posted a meal where... Um, they posted a meal and it was actually quite high in calories and like oh my god only 200 calories for all this and you're like no how have you worked that out and that has happened in other groups before where people have posted things and saying yeah this is really really low calorie and it's turned out it's not having that environment where people can post things and then can also um interact with them and say oh actually how have you come to this conclusion Uh, and then go through it as is a big help i think um because it kind of keeps people in check a little bit with maybe mistakes or things that they think are okay and potentially they might not be and things like that yeah no i agree i think like it is there's stuff on there where they may feel like they're doing not feel like they're doing right or wrong because it's not really what it's about but they, they may not realize the impact some a choice might make on them like the wine's a prime example you know if if they're not hungry and you know they want to be a bit flippant with with calories then you know a glass of wine's not a problem but i guess most people would argue it's probably not the best choice yes it's still a choice though so it's down to that individual but obviously that's what it's about it's about them just kind of seeing that they do have a choice but being educated about what might work best for them or not based on you know someone else's knowledge or experience or, or whatever which is obviously what us as coaches bring but obviously the other people in the group as well as you say because a lot of those obviously have dieted um have some experience and will know kind of what are better choices and what aren't mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely um yeah and i think it's amazing how uh, we kind of spoke about it with the accountability of things. And I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is the accountability of the group. Uh, but I, I think it's amazing how the small group works so well. So like we do have a big triple N group where we do post in it and we ask for interaction and things like that. But because it is a group of 1800 people, nearly um, people are probably a little bit scared to post in there because there's so many people in there. Whereas you get like a nice small group like that or in our client group where it's only, you know, like there's like 20 odd people in there or whatever. Um, it, the, those little communities, people just have so much more sense of security and, and a sense of, you know, I can ask whatever. Whereas if it's a group of like nearly 2,000 people or whatever, it's, it's it's a bit scarier to post it in there because there's so many people who can see it. 
Um, so those small communities, I think, work so, so well. I agree. I agree as well. Mm. Um, well, we're in hour four, so lots of rambles, but I think, you know, hopefully some entertaining chat, if anything, even if nothing too groundbreaking. But um, what do we have to say, plug, do, anything? Join our main group. Listen, observe, ask questions. Uh, keep your eye out for the next photo shoot thing we do or the next challenge thing we do because you will get a lot of experience from it, especially if you're struggling to diet. You never know, we might do a bulking one. Um, and if you're trying to gain muscle, then there might be something something going out there. Um, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. Keep, keep in touch. Yeah. Any questions, any reviews, get them in there. Yeah, want more reviews, but just on the photo shoot, I think the thing that people maybe don't quite realise, and hopefully that the guys now doing it are, is like it is so rewarding. It's such a rewarding feeling or process to go through. Yeah, it's bloody hard, but at the end of it, they're going to feel like, oh my god, I've just achieved something amazing. So don't miss out on the next one. Absolutely, and you won't miss out if you are liking our pages, if you're in our groups, and on our mailing list. Correct. Uh, okay. Cool. Let's sign off then. Say bye-bye. Yeah. See you later. See ya. Bye. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. I like Johnny's toodaloo. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.